In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you hear that? The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will exalt over you with loud singing. These verses from the prophet Zephaniah sound a little out of step with the somber watchfulness of the Advent season. No warnings to broods of vipers. No frightening signs of the end of the age. No demands for serious soul-searching. No exhortations to show your inner repentance with outward renewal. Not very penitential, to be frank. But instead, a whole lot of singing, shouting, exultation, and rejoicing. It's as if we were scanning that part of the radio dial inhabited by bombastic preachers and NPR stations, and we suddenly come upon Farrell Williams singing happy. Well, don't worry, don't worry, it will pass. The season marches on and there's more talk radio to scan through before the dance music dominates the dial. Not only does this joyful pericope pop out of the sober season of our readings, but it may also feel out of sync with our own experience. Our day-to-day -day life seems to be a steady stream of disasters that threaten and enemies that plot against us. I don't know whether we should blame the election year rhetoric or the 24-hour news cycle, but the public climate in our country feels calculated to kindle and sustain unrelenting fear. We are beset by and daily reminded of public fears of crime and terrorism and climate change and economic uncertainty and the really horrifying prospect that one or the other of the current crop of presidential candidates is probably going to be elected. And as if such public fears were not enough, each of you is stalked by your own private pack of terrors, anxieties, worries, threats, shames, depressions, looming disasters, and panics. Well, right in the face of all of that, Ignoring none of those dangers and fears, but nevertheless with absolute confidence, the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, spoke by the prophet to make this promise. 
The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. You shall never again fear evil. No fear? No disaster? Never? What does that even look like? We can't imagine such a future. One thing is for certain, it doesn't look like us finally solving all our problems or fixing all our failures or trying and trying until we succeed in getting it right. No, it looks like a rescue, an intervention, a savior from outside our grim machine who waded into our fallen world to seek and save the lost hapax once and for all. The happiness of God, the joy of the Lord, is not an obligation that demands our constant efforts to be happy ourselves to keep smiling for Jesus. No, it is more like a massive seismic secret that God himself can barely contain. G.K. Chesterton closed his little book, Orthodoxy, by perking up our ears for the music and laughter that now we catch only in glimpses. Chesterton wrote, Christ never concealed his tears, yet he concealed something. He never restrained his anger, yet he restrained something. There was something that he hid from all men when he went up a mountain to pray. There was something that he covered constantly by abrupt silence or impetuous isolation. There was some one thing that was too great for God to show us when he walked upon our earth. And I have sometimes fancied that it was his mirth. The power of God is plain and evident. The holiness of God is a deep mystery, but not a surprise. But mirth? Why is God so happy? Why is God singing so loudly and joyfully that the echoes reverberate even through the grim drizzle and shadows of our griefs? and guilts and pains and despairs? I'll tell you. God is happy because he has saved you. The Lord and creator of the universe sings because you are his forever. It was not a theologian, but... Uh, the fiery patriot Patrick Henry, who once said, it is the fortune of a free people not to be intimidated by imaginary dangers. Fear is the passion of slaves. You see, the opposite of fear 
It's freedom and joy. God exalts over you with loud singing because in his perfect freedom, he went looking for you and found you and turned back the judgments against you and defeated all your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, in our midst, right here among us, Emmanuel, he is like a victorious warrior who clears away our enemies, who deals with all our oppressors. And so the songs of angels, the praises of all the company of heaven, even our own weak and out-of-tune harmonies, yes, and even the noisy cheering and chirping and clapping of every created thing, all of this noisy joy is just the beginning, merely an echo of that eternal joy of God himself. So these verses from the prophet Zephaniah do indeed exhort and invite God's people to rejoice, to exalt, to sing. But all that happy hubbub is just the beginning of creation, join in, joining in the song that has already begun, the joy and singing of God himself. The joy of, and freedom of God sets us free. Personally, I'm not very good at that. I'm still getting used to the idea. You see, my radio presets are all programmed down at the serious talk radio end of the dial, and I fret about the collapse of Western civilization and about my own sins. But others are teaching me, helping me, gradually educating me to tune my dull ears to the singing of God and to live in the freedom that he gives me. Martin, Martin Franzman helps me that way. Franzman knew a thing or two about freedom and joy and about music, too. I'll let him close this sermon. Franzman said, But where the Spirit is, there is liberty. He sets us free, free from idols, free to serve the living God, he gives us a high hope that sets us free from ourselves, from grim introspection and fruitless preoccupation with our own religious psychology. He sets us free, not least, for praise. Let us sing a little and live and serve a lot. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.